Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. On this episode, we're doing another one of our One Hit Wonder episodes. What that means is we're going to be discussing acts that people perceive as one hit wonders, but we tend to think that they have more than one hit. The last episode that we did was about Sir Mix-a-Lot. So if you haven't heard that, go check it out. What are we going to talk about this week? This week, we are talking about this is how we do it. Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. Is he a one hit wonder? Let's get to the bottom of it and find out. You ready? Let's do it. Okay. So... I think this episode is almost kind of a reminder to myself okay. that he's not a one-hit wonder because I loathe this song. <laughs> so the one hit or the perceived one hit mm-hmm. is a song that you hate. I hate it so much. I don't even know why I hate it so much, but I hate it <laughs> so much that I think I forgot about all the other songs. And let me okay. tell you a quick little story before we get into the song. All right. So me and uh, a few of my girlfriends, this is, I can't even remember exactly when this was. We were at a club. So I'm thinking it's probably somewhere around 2005-ish because it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) That was the height of my clubbing times. Okay. Anyways, I can't remember if we knew he was performing that night. It might have been like one of these little like caravana parties or something. But when he came on stage to perform, there was just a lackluster response to him. And everyone was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> and it was just like, ugh, this is how we do it. And then he started performing, you know, another song. We're like, oh, yeah, right. I like this song. Then he would perform another song. This is my shit. <laughs> it was okay. almost like, oh, yeah. You know, people started to warm up and it was like, he got some hits. Right. So even though that was, you know, a million years ago, I keep hearing this damn song on commercials yeah. and I don't know, you just kind of hear it. He randomly. performs at sporting events. Mm-hmm. It's just all over the place. It's part of pop culture now. Right. So again, this is also kind of a reminder for myself that aside from that damn song, I actually like his music. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm a huge Montel Jordan fan. But being from Los Angeles, L.A. is very heavy into car culture Mm -hmm. and Montel Jordan made music that really knocks in the car. So chances are, if it sounded good in the car, I'm going to listen to it. Right. Regardless of who it was. (laughs) So that's why I have a lot of Montel Jordan in my collection. Not necessarily because I think Montel Jordan is the greatest Mm R&B singer of all time Mm -hmm. because it's not in my opinion. (laughs) But he served a purpose for me and that was to be the soundtrack of me driving around in L.A. Well, for me, if the perception of him is he's the this is how we do it guy, he's not my favorite R&B singer either, but he's more than that. Yeah, (laughs) definitely more than that. Which is the point of this. Yeah. (laughs) And so just doing research for this episode, I always tend to read YouTube comments just because I kind of want to see what, quote, the people are saying. Right. (laughs) So we'll get into that in a bit, but let's just backtrack a little bit. All right. To just discuss how this song became a big hit. And it was right. his first single. So. Yeah, the first single. He came out the gate with that. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of like this being his first song, that's pretty good. It is. <laughs> so I can see how it was a hit because he's using the Slick Brick children's right. story. It's an infectious beat. It's also a recognizable beat. So yeah. If it was a hit before, chances are it'll be a hit again. Right. right? It's hard <laughs> to mess up eggs. <laughs> some people do according <laughs> some to some people do but it's hard <laughs> to mess up eggs so he even earned a grammy award nomination for this song which is like again kind of crazy for your first single right so a little fun fact of course this was a number one hit because how could it become a one hit wonder if it didn't go if number it wasn't one a hit. Right? so to be expected it was number one in canada number one in the uk 
U.S. Billboard. It was also number one in Zimbabwe. Oh, that's random. <laughs> yep. I saw it on the uh, Wikipedia, so it must be true. Of course. Wikipedia is never wrong. <laughs> so I thought that was a little fun fact to throw out there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it peaked on the Billboard Hot 100 at number one and was on the charts for a total of 29 weeks. And the Hot R&B Hip Hop songs also peaked at number one for a total of 31 weeks. So, I mean, you have sort of the general population as well as the R&B hip hop crowd. Yeah, everybody, everybody likes this song, to it. right? Another thing I found interesting, which I never noticed before when I look at these billboard charts, is it shows the date, um, their highest peaking number. Okay. And so it peaked on the R&B charts on April 1st of, what was it, 1995? 95 or 96, yeah, somewhere 95. in there. So it peaked on April 1st on the R&B charts, but it peaked at number one on April 15th on the Hot 100. Okay. So it took like the general public <laughs> a little longer a to little catch longer on. longer to catch on. And so that's kind of like the going theme for the rest of his songs. Right. Where the Billboard Hot 100 would take a little bit longer to catch right. on, which I think kind of makes sense when you think about what these charts kind of Yeah, look, it does. The listeners that these charts represent. Yeah. And so I remember when it first came out, I did like it. It wasn't like my favorite song, but I didn't hate it the way I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure when exactly the switch happened. I don't know if maybe it was just because it just became so big that, you, you know, you just kind of get tired of it. Yeah, because it's played everywhere. Yeah, it was literally in some Hyundai commercials in Canada, Dish Network, Big Lots. Yeah. In the general with Shaq. <laughs> It's in a commercial right now, but yeah. it's always playing in the background, so I never pay attention yeah. to it. So I don't know what it's selling right now. Yeah, so I don't know if it's the combination of it just being in these commercials and just kind of hearing it everywhere. And it just sounds so cheesy, like Jock Jams <laughs> or something. It's probably on one of the Jock Jams I'm albums. Sure, or because now like, this is what I call music. Or it always right? definitely on those albums. But like I said, you hear it at all the sporting events. Right. So it's definitely on those type of albums. Yeah. So it just, I hear it and it's just so corny and cheesy to me. Like, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I'm not going to say I hate it. it. It's a cool song. It's all right. Uh -huh. I will never like willingly choose to listen right. to it. But if it's on, I'm not going to turn it off. Right. But oh, I will. I'm not going to pay attention <laughs> to it very closely either. I'm oh. not going to be rapping along with yeah. it. So back to what I was saying about just looking through the YouTube comments just to kind of see what people are saying about it. And as with any other sort of like 90s, early 2000s songs, there's always a bunch of like, oh, they don't make music like this anymore. Right. Oh, takes me back to a, a good time, blah, blah, blah. But the funny thing is so many people kept comparing him to today's mumble rappers. Oh, this is so much better than today's rap, which is all mumble rap. He's not a rapper. He's not a rapper. <laughs> He's a singer who yeah. threw a couple rap verses on a few of his songs. Which is what everybody was doing yeah. around that time. It was like, you might have one rap song or throw one verse in and stuff. Like, pretty much everybody was doing that in the 90s. And you have people calling Bobby Brown a rapper for the same yeah. reason. Like. Whenever he's in the news, it's like rapper Bobby Brown. It's like, this makes no like, sense. He's not a rapper. Just because he's black and you heard a rap once yeah. doesn't make him a rapper. You can't really compare singing to, quote, mumble rap. Yeah. <laughs> you think that rap was hot on This Is How We Do It? Yeah. And then there's that, too. It's like, like, that tells me everything that I need to know about you <laughs> and your relation to hip hop. Yeah. Just seeing all the comments of, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier, but just people like, 
I don't care if you're black, Asian, or white, everybody listens to this song. The reason why I'm bringing that up is, you know, as we were saying, this is probably his most, not probably, it is his most commercially successful song, right? Because when I looked through the comments for every other song, there was no, doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, or yellow, there was no comments like that. There was the usual like, oh you know, they don't make music like this anymore. Right. Yet, yet, yet. But you didn't hear this sort of like declaration of like, this is for everybody. This is a universal song. Yeah. So I found that pretty interesting. Well, with that said, let's talk about his other songs yes. to prove <laughs> that this man is not a one hit wonder. To prove and also to remind myself. Yes. To remind <laughs> yourself and to let those out there know who think he's a one hit wonder that mm-hmm. he isn't. So the second single off of the same album was Something for the Honeys. And it did okay. It wasn't, you know, the same kind of smash hit. Right. But it did good enough to kind of show that, like, okay, he can stick around for a little bit. The thing about Something for the Honeys that I will always remember Mm -hmm. is the fight between the Dog Pound (laughs) and BG Knockout and Gangsta Dreyster. When Nate Dog hit Dreyster in the back of the head with the golf club. So the, the video, the video yeah, shoot. the video was shot on a golf course. Yeah, and just a bunch of random <laughs> rappers that were signed to Def Jam. Mm. Local LA people were in it, so that's why the Dog Pound and Dracer were there. And a fight breaks out mm-hmm. because of the beef between the two different crews. And you see a video, which is like commentated by Redman and Method Man mm-hmm. and uh, Inspector Deck, of <laughs> Nate Dog cracking Dracer over the head <laughs> with a golf club. And you see the fight just breaking out and they're chasing Nate around the golf course. He's chasing other people. Somebody pulls out a gun and (laughs) Method Man just walks over to the camera and goes, I love this game. (laughs) And that's the thing that I always remember about something for the honeys. I don't even remember the song. I remember the fight (laughs) more than anything else. It's a very typical like 1995 song. Yeah. Like, I've forgotten about how funny Montel Jordan is Mm -hmm. because he puts these little lines in it because he was saying something about bring your girls. I was just about (laughs) to bring this up. And how there might be an ugly one, but bring her too. Mm, He said, call up girlfriends and you know there always tends to be an ugly one. But bring her too. (laughs) (laughs) So he would sprinkle little things like that in his music, which I appreciate. Well, he also said on this song. Sometimes I bust a rhyme, but I'm an R&B singer. There you go. I'm not a rapper. Yeah. So, I mean, the man said it himself. Yes. If you didn't, couldn't already figure it out. <laughs> His words. <laughs> so, yeah, not one of my favorites, but it was, you know, I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it again. Though. Right. And so the second album, More, came out just a year later. And this is where he had songs that I really liked. Okay. So the first single was I Like, and this one actually features Slick Rick yes. and not just a sample. And it was also on the Nutter Professor soundtrack. So yep. this one, this is my jam. Okay. Like, this is one of those songs that makes me want to just start chair dancing, and stuff, <laughs> which I totally did. I can see that. <laughs> so I really like this one. In terms of charts, it did okay as well. Not surprisingly, it did better on the R&B hip hop charts. It peaked at number 11 on July 6th and it peaked at number 28 on July 13th on the Hot 100. So continuing that trend of how sort of the quote general public took a little, little longer to warm up. 
Right. And didn't quite get as warm. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, still not bad numbers. And like I said, this was one of my more favorite songs of his. More favorite. Does that make sense? (laughs) I get where you're going with it. (laughs) Something I like about the video Mm -hmm. is... When you sent me the link and it went directly to him dancing. Yes. <laughs> those were some spicy dance moves. Yeah, that's why I sent it to you at that spot. <laughs> because. <laughs> the jacket flip. Yeah, the jacket flip <laughs> and him being really stiff. Mm-hmm. And I will give him an A for effort, but a D in execution. Oh, and don't forget the the little like curvy body hands. Yeah, he, he was doing a lot. Describe it. <laughs> but I realized that because he's so damn tall. That's why it's probably difficult for him to look good as a dancer because he's just all arms and legs. He wear, he's wearing slacks and a leather jacket. <laughs> well, it was 1995. I know, I know. It was so, of the time. <laughs> he was looking good for then. Yeah. Now, not so much. Those fashions did not hold up. It didn't. Well, but, the girls did, though. Uh, yeah, because they were just wearing like booty shorts, and shorts such. and tight pants yeah. and bikini tops and sports bras. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's timeless. <laughs> yeah. So how did you feel about this song? It was cool. It's one of his more memorable songs, at least for me. Right. Because like I said, I really only know like his singles. Mm-hmm. I wasn't delving too deeply into the albums. Yeah. See. I just wanted something that sounded good in the car. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them because it was on the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Yeah. So this is at a time when all the soundtracks were great. Mm-hmm. So you would just throw this on and yeah i mostly heard this song because i had the nutty professor soundtrack cd i didn't have i didn't own any of his cds right slash albums <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i really like this song and then the next one was fallen and of course you know i would like this song yes because of the sample yeah it samples straight up menace by mc8 mm-hmm. but the the problem i have with this song mm-hmm. is it has the worst member of bone does and harmony on it <laughs> is that a hot take it is not <laughs> it's not a hot take not at according all. to the youtube comments i don't care what the youtube comments say <laughs> flesh and bone was the worst member of bone thugs and harmony and i'm saying it with my chest <laughs> and the rest of them would agree well, I'm not going to say he's the worst, but he's the only one that I didn't know the name of. So Because when they were at their peak, he was in jail. Oh. And this is how big and popular Bone Thugs was. Mm-hmm. Sidebar here. he They were so popular that he gets out of jail and gets a solo deal on Def Jam. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's how popular they were. Mm-hmm. That his whack ass got a solo deal on Def Jam. <laughs> Rude. And they were placing him on songs like this to try and get him out there. Yeah. Well, it's only in the video and the remix. Right. There is a version without him. If you are not a fan of (laughs) Flesh and Bone, there is a version without him. Would have made more sense to put MC8 on it, though, no? It would. Because he's also from L.A. He is. And it's his. It's a sample. Sample. I'm assuming label issues. Yeah. Like, Flesh is already signed to Def <laughs> yeah. Jam. Montel's on Def Jam. No need to get other labels involved. I guess. But... Like, it's enough we already had to clear the sample. Now True. we got to clear eight being on the record. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love my, like, hip-hop-infused R&B. So yes. this one was also another one of my favorites. And according to one YouTube comment, it is also the greatest catching feelings anthem ever. <laughs> is that I don't know right? if I agree with that, but I mean, I guess. You know what? <laughs> That's a YouTube comment that I respect. Yeah. And I'm going to have to go back and listen to it because of it. Well, I'm not going to say ever, but it's definitely a catching feeling. I don't song. remember the lyrics at all. Just so that's I'm why I'm falling for you. 
I can't wait to blah, blah, blah. Basically, yeah. I'm just, I'm really falling. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to it because I didn't catch any of that when I was listening to it earlier. The funny thing that I always remember about this song is at the very end of the song. I don't know why it sticks out to me so much, but he just ends it. I'm falling. And then it just ends. <laughs> and I don't know why. And that always just like, <laughs> I guess you're so used to hearing songs just kind of fade. <laughs> right. Not just like end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this one did pretty well, too. A little bit better than I like, but kind of same, same. And it took a whole month for the Hot 100 folks to catch on to this song, though. Not surprised. Not surprised. And then we get to What's On Tonight, which I totally forgot about this song. Me too, until I played it earlier. Yeah, so it's familiar, but it's definitely not something that I really listen to. But fun fact... It was produced and written by one Devante Swing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Old Donald out here writing more hits. <laughs> yes. Devante, who spawned a generation of Devantes, and his real name is Donald. <laughs> He's not even a Devante. Donald the Great. So there's <laughs> another fun fact, if you didn't know that already. <laughs> yeah, so... I didn't really like the song that's that much. The charts say otherwise in terms of the general public and the R&B crowd. It actually did better than uh, about same, same. Actually, I wouldn't say better about same, same as the other two songs. But this one I completely forgot about. Well, like I've been saying, I've been into the up-tempo stuff. So that's why I really didn't. Yeah, because even though Fallen is a like a slow song, the beat has a bit of a up-tempo. Yeah. Up-tempo-ness to it. <laughs> <laughs> So if he really was a one-hit wonder, which he isn't, he wouldn't have made it to a third album with more hits. Yeah. (laughs) So the album Let's Ride and also the name of the first single. So this is actually his second most popular song after, you know, The Horde. This is how we do it. (laughs) (laughs) I find this funny because I know Silk the Shocker is your favorite rapper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's just... I don't know, ironic, funny, that his second most popular song is a song featuring Silk the Shocker and Master P. I understand but. it because... <laughs> the beat the, is good, though. I love the song. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite, actually my second favorite Montel Jordan song in yeah. spite of Silk the Shocker being on it. It's definitely a car song. Yeah. And No Limit was really hot at the time. Right. So you throw those two onto a Montel Jordan record, it sense. it's going to hit the top of the charts. Because as much as Montel Jordan is not a rapper he is rapper adjacent yeah so it kind of makes sense that the song was popular it almost got all the way up there on the hot 100 it peaked at number two right on april 11th and then it peaked at number one on the r&b hip-hop charts march 28th so we're still getting that same you know the r&b crowd is kind of getting this a little bit right sooner yeah so not my favorite song i don't mind it but again i wouldn't go out of my way to to listen to it yeah, I'd throw it on because, like I said, I like how it sounds right. in spite of Silk the Shocker <laughs> being on it. But re-listening to it, I was like, this beat, yeah. this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other single off of this album is I Can Do That. This is another one that I kind of just forgot about. Re-listening to it, I was like, okay, yeah, it sounds familiar, but. Yeah, I didn't remember it just looking at the, yeah. the track listing. Mm-hmm. But once I watched the video, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. Uh, well, this one was produced by your boys, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't work their magic for me this time. This sounded like a very typical 1998 R&B song. Right. I figured that you wouldn't like it because it also kind of reminds me of like next 
like wifey but love and I know right. you hate those songs. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but so. this one's cool. I don't have any beef with it. If it's on, I'll listen to it, but I'm not going to seek it out. Same. But it, it's a cool song though. Again, I can see why other people like it, yeah. even if it's not one of my favorites. So right. it seems like most of his songs kind of chart pretty much in the same, like they get close to the top, yeah. but don't quite make it there except for Let's Ride and This Is How We Do It. The one thing I wanted to point out is <laughs> there's always like little phrases that everyone will say in different periods of time. Okay. And as one YouTube commenter pointed out, he said, oh, you know, artists back then had such creative ways to talk about sex, not like the disgusting ways they do it now, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? It can be a little gross because okay. so there was one phrase that he says that a lot of people were saying at the time. Was your honey brown complexion makes my nature rise? I'm like, ew. Yeah, my uncle used to say that. <laughs> I'm like, because so, he didn't say it, it's still weird and gross. <laughs> yeah. See, Montel is a little, a few years older than us. <laughs> so something like that is a holdover from the previous generation. Yeah, it sounds like something an old man would say. <laughs> Not necessarily something we would say. I don't know if I'd call that creative because I'm like, when I hear it, I'm like, ew. But I know that uh, I think it was the next song where he talks about his nature yeah. rising too. There's a couple songs. Again, it's people that are slightly older See, than us. I'm grossed out just saying it. So <laughs> it wasn't as literal as yeah. a Chris Brown record might be today. And then there's another line where he goes, I'll buy you lingerie. And then his ad lib is, buy you panties, girl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> the song's kind of <laughs> creeping me out. <laughs> it could have been worse. So that was that. And then the last song I wanted to talk about is from his fourth album. Again, if he was a one-hit wonder, he wouldn't have made it to a fourth album. Right. Is Get It On Tonight. Yeah. And this is probably my favorite Montel Jordan song. <laughs> well, you and many others, because it was number one on the R&B hip hop charts for 38 weeks. So that's With good reason. Yeah. So February 11th took the Hot 100 folks a lot longer, April 11th, and it peaked at number four. So yeah, I'm not surprised that it was- We partied to it for a whole two months before <laughs> everyone else got to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised that this one was high on the Billboard charts as well. Yeah. So I guess like between this one and Let's Ride, they kind of like neck and neck in terms of popularity. Yeah. But this was- his last like major hit right he's definitely had more songs and more albums and stuff after this but this is like his last major hit. yeah this is by far my favorite montel jordan song mm -hmm. and the video not even close hands down my favorite montel <laughs> jordan video and i'm gonna tell you why tell me why so first of all we were talking about this the other day he has the motorola timeport two-way pager mm -hmm. so he's actually using the pager in the video and of course product placement so they keep sh zooming in on his text messages yes and it looks so bad watching it in a 2021 lens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for those who haven't seen the video here's the premise he's going to a party with his girl he doesn't want to go. Mm -hmm. She's like, come on, my friends are here, blah, blah, blah. He looks her in the face and is like, I'm not fucking with them tonight. <laughs> so she goes into the party by herself. He comes back to the car and starts texting this friend. Mm -hmm. She says, hey, Montel, it's Tiff. Just wanted to say what's up. He replies, my lady's stressing me, exclamation point. <laughs> she replies to that. Too bad. What are you getting into tonight? So what does this nigga reply with? You. <laughs> At least he didn't reply with you making my nature rise. <laughs> I'm getting into you tonight. And then he drives to pick yeah. her up. And here's where it gets funny because this is what? 97, 98. Um, something like somewhere that. in there. Mm -hmm. 
in theory, you can. Oh, no, 2000. Uh, 2000? Yeah. Okay. So in theory, you can navigate the streets a little bit better than you can today without like getting caught with camera phones and like TMZ right. and all these other tabloids because he's still a celebrity. But your man is six foot eight. Wherever he goes, he's going to stand up. Mm-hmm. So she takes him to all these spots where they might not be noticed. So the first place they go to is a raid. Yep. She's dancing her ass off and he's just standing there all annoyed like, I don't want to be in here. <laughs> yep. This place is terrible. So then she takes him to a Latin spot. So if they do a little salsa dancing, yep. he gets a, a little rum and coke in his system. He's starting to loosen up a little bit. <laughs> yep. The third spot they go to is a hip hop club. That's the last place you want to be. <laughs> As someone who probably knows, the world probably knows that you got a girl and that ain't her. And even if in the video he's not Montel Jordan, this is where his peoples are. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to go where people probably know you. Mm -hmm. And again, you can't blend in because you're (laughs) (laughs) 6'8". So why are you doing this? You can't be incognito anywhere in the world at 6'8 and be in Montel Jordan who has hits on the charts at the time. Well, according to him... She's a chicken, <laughs> so maybe he thinks she'll be too dumb to notice. And he called his girl a chicken. You are all I want, girl. She's a chicken. She's a chicken. <laughs> wow. That's harsh. Rude. I was watching the video, <laughs> and as I was telling you, the one that I watched doesn't go all the way to the end because, <laughs> now, first of all, he didn't even go pick her up after the party was over. Like she she comes home and he's already oh, in the fridge pulling milk out right. and singing, my baby's stressing me. <laughs> <laughs> and she comes in and says something to him, but I don't remember what she said. Right. Because the video cut off at that point. But she said something to him and then he repeated something to her and she just kind of stormed off. And then he started singing, my baby's stressing me again. <laughs> so if anybody out there can remember what she said to him. Uh-huh. Let us know on Twitter or Instagram because I really want to know because I don't remember. I totally forgot about this until you mentioned it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because he was getting snacks. And yeah. he's just kind of singing them. My baby's stressing me. He didn't even go pick her up after the party. Like, yeah. it's one thing for you to run off yeah. and spend the night with another girl. You at least took her home. Go back and pick your girl up at the club. And he told the other girl that she's a chicken. <laughs> just leave her. How about you just break up? Hey, <laughs> I don't understand what the relationship was at the time, but yeah. There's a lot of things that someone might call me, but if you call me a chicken, <laughs> she's we're going to have problems. <laughs> to somebody else, too. To somebody else. She's a chicken. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Yeah, that was very disrespectful. But at the same time, it's my favorite Montel Jordan song. I do quite enjoy the song. It's (laughs) ridiculous. It is. It's completely ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it is catchy. But those text messages were (laughs) cracking me up. And they were real text messages, unlike Kelly Rowland using uh, Microsoft Excel (laughs) on the two-way. And you got Kelly like, what's Excel? (laughs) When somebody finally asked her about it. (laughs) I'm like, girl, I know you lived a great life if you have no idea what Excel is. She has no idea. People (laughs) had to explain to her what Microsoft Excel was. Yeah, prior to going through his discography, I would have said that this one was my favorite song. Okay. 
because I think I just maybe remembered this one the most. Right. But after listening to his top tracks, I'm going with I Like. Okay. Yeah. I respect it. I was supposed to ask you which one was your favorite song before I told you mine, but now I've told you mine. And I've already said three times that this one is my favorite, so... It doesn't matter. Uh, for me, Fallen does fall closely behind because I do love the fusion with the MC80. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> yep. So, you know, I like my hip hop infused R&B because I'm a product of my time because everybody was pretty much doing that. Yeah. You know, between 94 to 98. Yeah. Or so. Everybody was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap. Mm-hmm. Here's my argument for Montel Jordan not being a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Something for the honeys. Gold. Falling. Gold. What's on tonight? Gold. Let's ride. Platinum. <laughs> I can do that. Gold. Get it on tonight. Gold. Those are hits, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's a lot of uh, gold. Yeah, gold yeah, and one platinum. platinum. One platinum? or uh, One platinum outside okay. of this is how we do it. Right. Okay. I don't know if other people have felt this way because this is how we do it. It's just so... Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. <laughs> those <laughs> yeah. are one of those words that I can read, but I can't say. Hey, <laughs> uh, it's all over the place. How about I say that? Yes. Instead? Because I know for me, that definitely clouds my judgment. Like I said, I don't have beef with it. <laughs> I'm not going to pull it up and listen to it, but. I don't even understand why I hate it so much. I just hate <laughs> it. As soon as I hear it, it's like that. Uh, what's that commercial with the cash, uh, the cars for kids commercial? <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely not a one-hit wonder. And I think you might even call him underrated because just talking about all this gold and platinum, he doesn't usually come up when you talk about like, oh, your favorite arms right. and stuff. Right. And I think it's because you and a lot of other people look at this is how we do it as being corny. <laughs> yes. And just assume that the rest of it is corny, too. Yeah. But it, hey. It's not. It's not. I mean. It, it some like the nature rise and all says some of it is corny, but it's also of the time. <laughs> it is. It's a different kind of corny. Yeah, it's just dated. Some right. Of it can be it's, a little. That's bit dated. what it is. It's dated. <laughs> like listening to it now, yeah, it sounds funny. But at the time, living it through it, yeah, <laughs> it was different. All right. So I think that you and I can agree, and a bunch of people on YouTube commenting that he is not a one-hit wonder and uh, a little bit underrated. I agree. I'm going to definitely say that he is not a one-hit wonder and I can see him as being underrated as well because I hadn't thought about him in a while. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's still out here getting checks for that damn song. He is. I don't know how he feels about his career, but I think he's doing all right. He is. And (laughs) I remember a couple years ago when we were planning a summer party at work Mm -hmm. and we were like, you know what? Because it was a themed party. We were doing like a a 90s theme. Mm -hmm. We were like, let's look into some celebrities that we could possibly book. And Montel Jordan was on the list. (laughs) And that man, (laughs) (laughs) that man was going to blow our entire budget. If we got Montel Jordan to come to the party, we really wanted him to, but we couldn't pay that price. But if you have the budget, Montel will come perform for you. You want to come do This Is How We Do It and other songs. And you will enjoy the other songs. Yeah, for a fee. But it's not cheap. (laughs) Let's just say that. And then a couple weeks later, I saw him performing at halftime at a Raptors game. So mm-hmm. he's did definitely he, perform, he literally just sang like half the song. Yeah, he only did half the song and he was out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch 
like NBA games on League Pass, you'll see that he's still traveling around to NBA arenas performing. This is how we do it. I saw on his Instagram, he was at the Utah Jazz the other night. So You know what? As much as I personally hate the song, good for him. (laughs) You know what? It doesn't matter what I think. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) It's doing well for him. (laughs) All right. So you got anything else you want to add? I don't think so. I think I've said more than enough. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So the only thing I'm going to say is if you haven't listened to Montel Jordan, go and listen to some Montel Jordan. But other than this is how we do it. Yes. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to wrap this up now. Thank you again for listening to Bay Reminisce Over You. We appreciate everybody who listens. And if you're telling people about this, we appreciate that, too. So make sure to continue to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, Black Planet. Why you keep throwing out all these other things that you don't have? <laughs> because eventually somebody <laughs> is going to go to these and be surprised when they see a profile page. Uh, there. That's why. Send them to the website. <laughs> I was getting to it. <laughs> also, you can check out TroyPodcast.com as well. You can see all of our episodes, transcripts to the episodes, links to things that we've spoken about in other podcasts or yep. things that we forgot to mention in episodes. All of that stuff is there. Basically, think of it as like transcript slash Wikipedia for each episode. Yeah. Although we are filling in some of the older episodes that we haven't transcribed yet. Right. So, so if you see a blank page in episode one, two, three, don't worry. It'll be filled eventually. But the more recent episodes have transcripts. That's right. Also, rate and review on your podcast service of choice because the more ratings and reviews, more people can find us. And that's basically what we want is more people to find us. Yes, please. Five stars. Yes, five stars. If you rate us five stars, I will bathe your dog. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fair trade. I'll come to your house and bathe your dog. You will. I ain't going nowhere. But you have to rate us five stars first, (laughs) and then we'll talk about me coming to your house and bathing your dog. Other than that, I've got nothing else to add. Christina's got nothing else to add. So we'll be talking to you guys again in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. On that note, Bye. bye.